Revealed yesterday, Taf, yesterday was Taf Mem Ches, number 48. And then we'll get to today's Mem Tes. Have in mind, Michal Aviva, Fur Shleim for Michal Aviva, Bas Yehudis, Hadas Basranya, Amy Bastvora, Yudaleib, Ben Bathsheva, and uh, all else in need of Fur, should feel good, healthy, strong, be able, not dizzy. Um, all right. Anything. Anything. All, all good stuff. Just keep going. That's all. Keep all right. And uh, we're going to take the beginning from the, um, the two dots over here, um, which is uh, Tani Rav Yosef, if you want to follow yeah. along inside. So we're defining the requirements a husband has to his wife. And one of them, we know that a husband has a responsibility of She'er, Ksos, and Ona. The question is, what do these three things mean? So... Most people understand that she'er refers to um, food, ksus uh, is clothing, and ona is uh, relations, having relations. Okay, but uh, Rav Yosef understands that she'er refers to relations, but not just relations, but how you have relations, and that means that you have relations with what's called kiruv basar. That means that they can't be having relations strictly with clothing on. Um, like the Persians, apparently it's a Persian custom that they would um, have relations while being clothed. And that is, uh, in fact, so serious that the Rav Huna says that if a person says, I'm only comfortable, you know, um, Persians are known to be very fastidious. It might have to do with that, you know, like the word, like germaphobes, whatever. Anyway, so uh, if I'm in my clothes and, and she's in, in her clothes, so uh, that's, that's grounds for divorce and he has to pay the full ksuva for it so um, interesting now Rabbi Yudha says that uh, when it comes to uh, burying, paying for the burial rights of one's spouse so the husband to his wife so that's also a responsibility and he has to even if he's poor he needs to make sure that there's at least two people who are two flutists and one crier Okay, there was a professional crier. So the question is, is that the Tanakham is saying you don't need to do that. Now, what's the machlokas exactly over here? If it's the norm to do that, then that is certainly what's expected. And the, the Tanakham should, so that's also required. And if it's not the norm, then why is reviewed to requiring something that's not normal? So that's the kasha on the Gemara. So the Gemara, the Gemara is, say, explains that actually what's going on over here is a basic machlokas. We have a rule that uh, obviously, you know, usually people try to marry people from the same social strata that they are. So in other words, I'm, you know, upper middle class, I'm looking for somebody else who's upper middle class. If I'm ungestapt, I'm looking for somebody else who's ungestapt. You know, that's the norm. You know what ungestapt means? Ungestapt means so wealthy that he's stuffed with money. That's what I mean. Money calls money. Right, right, exactly. So that's the svara. That's what it is. Anyway, the point being is sometimes a person marries lower than their stature or higher than their stature. So the rule is, is that the wife needs to be treated never less than what her status is growing up, and um, but always to elevate to her husband's status. In other words, if a person is wealthy and he marries somebody who comes from a poor family, he can't say, well, since you come from a poor family... I'll, uh, you know, treat you like a normal poor girl would be treated. No That's way. not how it goes. 
not how it goes. You have to elevate to his status, and you can never go down from her status. That's the basic rule. And you, now the machlok is here between Rabbi Yehuda and uh, the Tanakhama is with regards to is that only during her lifetime or is that even after death? According to Rabbi Yehuda, it's even after death. You elevate to his level if he's on a higher level. And since in his family the custom is to have two flutists and a crier at every, at every funeral, so that's what he's going to have to do for his wife as well. According to the Tanakhama, that's not necessary since that, that the whole requirement to elevate is during her lifetime. But after her lifetime, then he can treat her according to what her norm is. Not less than that, but what her norm is. And the case here is, is where it's not her norm, but it is his norm. Okay. Anyway, Psaq Halacha, the Gemara brings down, Rav Chiz, the name of Marukva, that Halacha is like Rav And furthermore, Rav Chiz, the name of Marukva, an interesting halacha. Somebody who loses his mind. So he, he's no longer um, of sound mind. So, but he has assets. So Bezdin will go into his assets to take care of and feed and clothe his wife and children and davar acher, as well as something else. Okay, we'll see what that something else is. And Ravina said to Ravashi, well, how does this differ? Why is this not the same system? as when somebody travels, somebody goes overseas and didn't leave any, any it didn't say anything, and his wife is saying, I, I, need, I need food, you know, there's all this money over here, but you know, like I can't, you know, like what am I supposed to do? So Bezdin goes into his assets and takes care of her food and parnasa, which is her clothing, but not for the children, the children and not Tavarachar. So like the children and Tavarachar are left out of it. So uh, what's the, why over there not and over here yes that's the difference. So the Gemara explains it's the difference between yotzi ledas and yotzi shlodas. When a person is planning and he's like, look, I'm going to be away for a while, so if he doesn't make provisions, the assumption is that he doesn't want those things taken care of. So the minimum that he's required to do that he is required to do what he's not required to do he's not required to do. So um, and that's that that's the case over there. Our case over here is that he didn't leave, so then we have a right to assume. That probably what he would, if he, what he would want, is to take care of his children, and therefore he would. Okay, as we're going to soon see in today's daf, it's not really a requirement to take care of your children, in that outright sense that we can force it. We'll see more about it. Okay, it's today's daf's topic. I thought we covered it before. It's, it's, we touched on it. But yeah, it's, oh, it's, we touched, touched on it. Here, the, the main, the main discussion is going to be today. Get close the door, maybe. It sounds to me like the reason between the two is between, I mean, become absent mind. I mean, he lost his mind for traveling. If he travels, obviously he didn't care if he didn't say anything. Right. That's exactly. That's the svar. So we need to support the wife, and then, and if you say today we won't cover this, but the rest of the part. But when he comes into, when he's not able to do it, we're assuming he's a really nice guy and he's trying to support Exactly, right. Uh, That's exactly this far. You said it. You said it. I, I tried explaining it, but I think you... Yeah. <laughs> I just added... No, no, no. I just added a little bit more because I felt Great. like this is... Right. Anyway, Rav Chizda... Okay, so now the next question we want to know is what is this other thing? What is the Dover Acher? So Rav Chizda says that the Dover Acher is Takshit. Takshit means perfume. Okay. And Rav Yosef says, it's tzedakah, it's charity. It's taking care of charitable needs, you know, to give away charity. 
If you say taxit, then surely it's true. The same thing will be true for charity. But if you say charity, then betachit, we would actually take care of it. So it's an interesting, um, <coughs> um, an interesting thing. And the idea is is that even if he goes away and he didn't provide that I should pay for the perfumes, perfumes we would pay, and it is not charity, okay? Uh, because he doesn't want that she should be so she gets, uh, she should, discussed. She gets to smell nice for if he's away. Oh, okay. <laughs> should she have to smell nice for it? There you go. But anyway, no, that, I'm that's a good svar, but that's, the assumption here is for care that he doesn't want people saying not nice things about his wife. Okay. Um, next, we saw somebody who goes with Mithina Siyam and his wife uh, uh, dies. So Bezdin will actually bury her according to his honor. Well, his honor, that's not her honor. What does that mean? It means even to his honor. Or we elevate up to his honor. And the Chiddush is that she's Ola Imo, Beni Redis Imo. And it's even Lacher Misa, like we saw the Psak Halacha follows Rabbi Yudah. Next we saw, as Ramasa says, somebody says that if she dies, I don't want to bury her from my estate. So we listen to him. Um, how is that different than uh, what do you mean it, um, because it, why, why does it work that way if he said so it, because it's now the property of the orphans you know, when he didn't say that it, when he didn't say anything it also is the property of the orphans so that's not true we, we always will pay for it, mm-hmm. it even if he, we, don't, we ignore what he says but what is true is if he says that I, if I die don't bury me I'm not interested just you know, put me out with the trash. I don't. I don't need no fancy burial. Um, we don't listen because we don't trust. We don't. The person is not allowed to put himself because we're not going to disrespect a body, even if he's disrespecting his own body. That's not how it works. Somebody who dies, we have to. They house the body, house the soul. We appreciate that as a very important thing. We want to give it a proper Jewish burial. And what is it? He's going to be putting it onto onto the tzibur just so that his kids can be rich. So the Gemara says, not interested in that. We're going to make sure that he pays for it because you're like forcing it onto the Tibor. All right. And that brings us to the next Mishnah. So the Gemara says that Le'olam, which means always a woman is, a girl is always in the Rishos Ab until she enters into the Rishos of her husband, Fernisun. Uh, so, once, um, so where, at what point does that transfer really take place? And the mission says that if the father gives it over to the messengers of the husband, so that's now in the Rishos husband. If the father is accompanying the messengers of the husband, or the husband's, the father's messengers are accompanying the husband's messengers, so that's also never left yet the Rishos Av, um, unless, <coughs> um, but once he, there's a handoff, the messengers of the husband's handoff to of the father, handed off to the messengers of the husband, then that becomes now the Rishos of the Baal. Now, what does it mean, Le'olam? Le'olam is, a, is, a, is, like a, a, is like somewhere where you would think not, but yet, even there, yes. Okay, so the idea is this. It's countering the Mishnah, the original Mishnah that we learned, that after, uh, after the year, when they were supposed to consummate the marriage, and they still have not yet consummated, so then the husband has to start paying for the food. And not only that, but she's already allowed to eat truma. And that's where we're saying, not true. Until <laughs> the husband takes those rights over, she's not allowed to eat truma. So we're countering in the Ar Mishnah that opinion. Now, um, we said that once the father hands over to the Shlich HaPal, then she's in the Rishos of the Baal. <coughs> what does that mean, she's in the Rishos of the Baal? So according to Rav, it's, it means for every all aspects, 
except for one exception, which is Truma. Because until she is actually in the Rishos of the Baal, meaning with him and intimate with mm-hmm. him, we are afraid that maybe he'll find something that he doesn't like, that will be qualified as what we call a Mekachtos, a mistaken purchase. And therefore, um, it's a... It's a, it, and therefore, he, you know, and then if he fed Truma beforehand, she'll be, you know, a mekachtos. It's a big problem. You want him to, That's why it's only after the consummated marriage. That's shitas Rav. Rasi says no. It's even for Truma, and that's because his old concern. We don't worry about that. The whole concern of the Truma is for the is 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 because maybe she's going to feed it to her to her siblings. So you know, once they once she left the house, it's not a problem. Okay, so Ravuna is a kasha to Ravasi. And either say it was Rav Huna, others say it was Rav Chiyah by Rav. Again, on the side of Rav, they're saying, doesn't it say in the Mishnah, she's always B'Shosh Hav until Kanas Chupa? So it's not Kanas Chupa, so that's, the, that's what it's saying. So, the, so Rav, Rav says, never ask a question. He told his student, or his son, not ask a question that's easily answered. Um, you could say that the handing over is the Kanas Chupa, so it's Kash, it's not a good Kash. Shmuel says that what it really refers to the olam is the as far as inheriting her. That's when the husband will inherit and not the father. Rish Lakish says it's for the ksuva. Now, what do you mean ksuva? We're talking about inheriting the ksuva. That's exactly what Shmuel's talking about. So Rabbi says no ksuva me'acher becomes a mana. Meaning the definition of here on in, if the husband will die, that she will now be considered an almana. That's if it, that's only at the point when it's post. The transfer, then the next suva is going to be an amana. That's what he meant as far as suva is concerned. Okay, Rabbi Yochanan Rabbi Chanina says it's for everything. Like Ravasi, it's even for truma. Masirasa called even for truma. Now, kash is we have this kash is really on every opinion that we saw. Father uh, goes along with the shluch abal, or the shluch go with the shluch abal, or there was a chutzer in the in the path, and it was. Um, it, it was um, that belonged to her, right? And she says, let's go spend the night there. So who knows what they're doing, right? Even though the ksuva is not, is by the husband, it's considered um, it's, um, 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 basically if she dies, the father still uh, is, is still in, in, inheriting her. Okay? Because it's not considered consummated, even though they might have been intimate. If the father gives it to the shlucha baal, and or the father's messengers give to the shluch Baal, or there was a he had a chutzer on the path going home, and they went there to spend the night. L'shem nisuin, even though the ksuva is by the father still, it's already now the husband's domain, and the husband will inherit her. So, and that's only as far as inheritance, but not as far as truma. She can't eat truma until chupa. Which is the Tiyofta, and really every opinion doesn't, nothing that we saw here fits with any of the opinions that we saw. So Gemara explains that besides for not fitting in with anything, but it's also self contradictory. Why? Because it says if they spend the night, it's because they, they, spend, they went just to spend the night, not Lashim Nisuin. And the Stam is Lashim Nisuin. And over there it says that they, that they went for Lashim Nisuin. It sounds like Stam is not to spend the night. So what is the Stam? It's contradictory. <laughs> Um, unspoken the contra- is a contradiction of what the unspoken understanding is. And uh, Ravashi, Ravashi explained that, no, the case is not that there was anything spoken out. The assumption is, if it's her apartment, 
then it's just to spend the night and not the shame this one. And the, and the, and the so assumed understanding when it's his apartment is that it is the shame this one. And that's what the case is. So it's not contradictory. Now, um, so we said that uh, if the father gives over to the Shulcha Baal and she cheated, so we learned that uh, now she gets Chenek uh, at this juncture. Uh, the re- and we said because the Pasuk of Skila says Liznos Besovia, which sounds like she cheated on her husband while she's yet betrothed at, and she's Besovia in her father's home. Here she's no longer in the father's home. How do you know? Maybe it's Chuppah without Bia. So the Gemara explains Chuppah without Bia is explicit because that's what the Pasuk says. Naira, Psula, and Morasa. Definition of Naira is not a Bulgaris. Definition of Psula is not a Bula. And what does Morasa mean? Morasa and not Nisua. Now, obviously, if if Nisua means consummated, then then if we would then it would be already Bula. What does it mean? Obviously, Nisua means Nisua means Chuppah without without uh, Bia, right? Chuppah without relations. So that's, that's already explicit in the text. So obviously what it's coming to include is more than that. And that is where we left off yesterday. It's uh, talking about one step before when she's already been transferred over, even on the way to the husband's domain. And then it, at that point, uh, she's, if she would cheat, it would be downgraded to Chedek. Okay.